Are you a lifelong Star Wars fan? Do you still consider the Power Rangers to be the greatest thing that happened to your childhood? Or did you just finish binging Game of Thrones and can't wait for more? If the answer is yes, then you need to check out Pensacon. Pensacon is the premier convention on the Gulf Coast. Last year, Pensacon had a great turnout, and this year will not be any different. Come out to the Pensacola Bay Center February 27th through March 1st to see such names as Nichelle Nichols from the original Star Trek, Michael Bean from Terminator, Jeremy Bullock, who played Boba Fett in the original Star Wars trilogy, and many, many more. If you want more information on guests or how to get tickets, just go to Pensacon.com. Pensacon, where fans come together. You're listening to the Nerd Cave Network. I am awake, and Zach Dykes joined <laughs> along with Josh Sheffer. I always feel like when I, Josh, my, when I say my last name, it sounds like I'm saying Heifer. Josh Heifer. <laughs> he a big old Heifer. <laughs> it took you a long time to respond to that. <laughs> it was like you're going through different... I guess there different... must be a nice delay. Yeah, I figured it was you were trying to think of nice things to say. <laughs> you know, rather than all the dirty things. Uh, yeah, that I like to say. Yeah. But uh, how you been? Gosh. I've been good. It's been a it's been a good week. Great spirits, wonderful stuff. Uh, oh, um, I gave a test Friday, and less than mm-hmm. ten people actually failed it. <laughs> I was so happy. Well, that's good. That's good. And actually, a, a lot of people made, made hundreds. Even better. So, Josh, the amazing teacher. Yeah, that that them vocabulary though. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, this week is this past week definitely uh, challenged my views on on why I keep teaching. So, uh, oh, was it one of those weeks? It was one of those weeks because the week started off with, oh, by the way, you're going to have to give a standardized test. Oh, I forgot that music. was this week. Yeah, and I was, I'm just, when it when it gets down to me, I'm like, why are we doing this? What possibly is this going to be at the students? And it and it's it's all because of money. That's it. I've, I've decided it, all the education is is just money. That's all it is. That's all it is for somebody to make money, and it's annoying. So I'm having to teach a test now instead of teach music the way it should be, where it's fun and just la 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 la. Yeah. So anyway, that's that's my week, and just makes my uh, my thoughts on. Not teaching 
stronger. <laughs> yeah. Well, I had a today actually. I've been really. Oh, sorry. <laughs> today I've, I I saw the that little meat. Josh breaking wind. I'm scooting the mic closer because what I try to do is the the piezo app that records us. Um, it has a little you know decibel bar for me and a decibel bar for you, and I try yep. to kind of match mine versus you ver- by moving the mic closer or further away. So I needed to move it closer, <laughs> and it's got a rubber foot on the bottom of it. So that's what you just heard rumble your car speakers. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of pick up the mic, Josh is like, I'm going to just. <laughs> anyway. During the podcast. <laughs> well, I go through this every week and, you know, I mess up one time <laughs> out of what, 47 episodes. Well, okay. Well, not the other 20 yeah. times, but anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, Is it I, really episode 47? I hold on, give me a second and I'll tell you for sure, but it is definitely close to that. If not, uh, documents, <laughs> yep, 47. Wow, that's crazy. We're past the year mark, but because uh, we had some weeks off and different things, but really, we, we've already had a yeah, yeah we started, huh. we, we recorded that TARDIS cast the third week in January. Hmm. I don't count that one, <laughs> but I don't ca- I don't count it either. I don't count it either. But the first episode of this, I think, was the next week. Uh, oh, okay. So, anyway, it's been a while. Well, happy uh, anniversary! <laughs> yeah, did you get me something nice? <laughs> yeah, I'll send it to you. I hope it's, it's lingerie. <laughs> oh, it's a picture. <laughs> yeah, it's a picture. How are you gonna send it to me? Donkulous. <laughs> Uh, via phone. I thought you were going to say carrier pigeon. High quality. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to send a raven. <laughs> uh, <laughs> stupid. <laughs> stupid. <laughs> I don't know why it's so stupid. Oh, I, don't, I don't know either. <laughs> it's from Game of Thrones. They use ravens instead of pigeons. But, uh... Yeah, just this whole week was just, uh, well, in my let, opinion. Let's talk about something awesome, okay? Let's let's. Okay. let's, uh, let's we're going to talk about me, right? Uh, no, well, we'll talk, we'll, but you can be part of it, okay? So, um, okay. You, you are you caught up on Arrow and Flash from this week? I'm not caught up on Arrow. I'm caught up on Flash. Okay, well, I'll I was be- about to watch Arrow. And then I had to take care of my brother's kid, his baby, mm-hmm. cause, yeah. And I was trying to watch it, and this little demon rips my glasses <laughs> off my face. He's a baby, <laughs> rips my glasses off my face while I'm trying to watch Arrow, and I'm like, "Stop that!" And he's like, ah, starts crying, and I'm just like, "Oh my god!" Mm-hmm. I was like, "This is why I'm not going to have children." Yeah, I'm to that point too. I'm not having them. <laughs> <laughs> too yeah. much work too much of a financial obligation yeah, I, as well <laughs> I, exactly, exactly. <laughs> that's that's my thought i'm like big papa likes to play <laughs> so uh <laughs> kids i don't know 
You <laughs> ain't no. in the picture, right? Now. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, but um, well, I'll be honest with you. Um, not trying to set your sights in any sort of way. Uh, sights arrow. <laughs> I get it. Anyway, um, arrow was okay. I thought it felt like a kind of thrown together episode, and mm-hmm. I really. And what's funny is they're having another new one this week, but the Flash is taking a month off. And I'm thinking Arrow is going yeah. to as well, but I don't know why they didn't do it at the same time. Uh, but they're not. And, okay, I don't think that... It was not It was not the best of Arrow episodes, and I'm really looking forward to what's coming. Um, mm-hmm. Some crap got in the water just a bit with it. Um this week uh some more more secrets were told and it just kind of muddied the water oh. muddied the water a bit which made it for a tense a tense episode you know and uh but anyway yeah um i i'm excited a little what, bit i saw and go ahead what, what the little bit i saw and could understand between you know taking care of the kid and all of that i saw slade wilson come back yeah, and, and I don't, that was I don't, really about it when he he started fighting. But that was all I could really get to. I don't think you're going to be very happy with all that. Honestly, it's not as Slade heavy as I'm sure you would want it to be. <laughs> it's he well, re- my my ideal my ideal Arrow episode is no Arrow but complete Deathstroke. Well, all of it. You're going to be Stroke very disappointed. <laughs> It honestly, <laughs> it it was like this. It could have been any villain. It did not have to be Slade Wilson. Like that's how little of a part he played in it. I mean, it was. Oh man, that stinks. It was. It was very. That really stinks. It really didn't matter a whole lot, and it's like they tried to One? make it matter a little bit at the beginning, and then it just did a big old mm-hmm. flop. <laughs> yeah. One thing that I saw, like in the episode, a little bit I I dealt with was. When he went into the Argus holding cell on the island, he did not see Captain Boomerang in there. Like they didn't even show it. Well, yeah, but they never showed Captain Boomerang getting put in there in the first place, did they? They said it though. Well, I think what I got from this episode is that there's multiple of those holding cells. Like that one that he went on into, island. right? That one that he went into was just for Slade, and there's another segregated spot just for the other. Dude. Okay, okay. I, that's well, the feeling I got. Speaking, speaking of that actor, guess where he's going to be this coming up weekend? Oh, Pensacon. Mm-hmm. He will be at Pensacon. Oh, and let me tell you this now and. Derek, you'll hear this because you listened to our episodes first. Um, uh, I will be coming in Friday night, so I'll come in after work. Nice. But I'm going to be. uh... Go ahead. Uh, Well, I I told he I told uh, Derek that I was only going to be there for two days, though. So my plan was to get there after y'all are done for the day or whatnot. So. Mm hmm. Okay. I'm, I'm figuring well, it's going to be go go go. Oh, you can. It's just depends on when you leave and all of that because it probably be done 
by that time. But uh, if you want to see the Nerd Cave Network, definitely come to Pensacon this weekend. It's Friday, Saturday, and Sunday at the Pensacola Bay Center. The, if you're a Star Wars fan, Doctor Who, Game of Thrones, Arrow, there's two Arrow cast members there. Uh, just uh, who else? Power Rangers. What, what like Arrow cast tons members? Tons of Power Rangers. Uh, Nisa is going to be there. Okay, who else? You said two. Uh, the oh, oh, Captain Boomerang. Okay, yeah, yeah. Captain Boomerang. <laughs> yeah, oh, Captain sorry, Boomerang. Sorry, sorry. So I was like, is Felicity yeah. gonna be there? <laughs> uh, no, because I would have a special hanky for her. <laughs> like, does this smell like chloroform? <laughs> <laughs> you know what chloroform but, you smells know, we're like. Gonna be... <laughs> She's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it, it's going to be an awesome, awesome weekend. We're going to be doing tons of fan interactions. Um, a lot of other things that I can't discuss on air at the moment, but um, it's going to be tons of stuff, tons of content coming out of us. So definitely check that out. We're going to be there all weekend, living at large and in charge, like Josh Heifer. Yeah, exactly. That should be my. That's my. That's my superhero name. <laughs> Josh yeah, Josh he- Heifer. Josh the Heifer. <laughs> but going going back to our discussion, Flash. Yeah, yeah, was amazing. <laughs> yes, it was. And I was what I was trying to say there at the end of the Arrow thing was Arrow. I'm excited about, but and I still, I, Flash has tied it up. You know, I said I liked Arrow more this week on Flash. It tied it up, and oh my god, a month from now I'm about to scream. I want it to come so quick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you hear what I said? Yeah, I, I heard I'm about to scream. I, I wanted said. to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was funny. You gotta use both hands and hold it tightly <laughs> and scream at the end. <laughs> uh, sorry, I was doing it backwards. That's a that's an old that's an old joke, old joke. But I loved this past week's episode. Oh my god, it was just perfectly done. It tied it was finishing up the Firestorm origin and everything, and I think Dr. Stein and Ronnie, they just flow so well. Even when they were fighting, it was such a well-crafted episode. Yeah. I I, I loved it. It was, it was just so great, and it was such a... It, to me, you know, I told you at the beginning of the series that I didn't like super-powered superhero stuff because, to me, everything was too easy for them. I think that they mm-hmm. this was a fantastic superhero episode. Mm-hmm. Where I agree with you. It didn't feel and, like everything was easy. Yeah. And seeing the Flash run along with Firestorm, oh my God. I, I would have never in a million years thought that. <laughs> never in a million years would have thought that in, you know, live action. Um, just the story was really good. The chemistry, you know, how Caitlin and Ronnie finally meet up as, you know, Ronnie being himself and everything, but it had tension all throughout the episode 
and the general, which did you know the guy that plays the general is also the guy that does the voice for Mr. Krabs? Oh, really? <laughs> That's <Yep>. really funny <laughs> to think about that. Mm-hmm. He, I don't. So he does a good job at playing a hated character in my opinion. <laughs> oh yeah. He does a very good job at it. The ending. Oh my God. The see, ending see, of that episode. I, to me, the the Grood thing doesn't strike a or gr- is it Grud or Grood? Uh, gorilla Grud. Grud. The whole Grud. It's thing, Grud. Grud does yep. not uh, strike a huge chord in me because I guess I don't know what it means to the fullest degree, or it doesn't. You know, it maybe will later. Well, what I think is the big point is he's. A character you would not think they would actually do because he's not a human. That I think that's the biggest thing for people. But he's always been a very interesting character because he has the psychic powers and he's super intelligent and just something totally different. So I am stoked. And to see a certain person in a certain suit was very very interesting oh um you mean if you know who i'm talking about you mean you mean at the end with that in that scene yes in that scene oh yeah yeah um well you i'm sure you've seen i don't want to spoil it for anybody i'm sure you've seen the previews for next week haven't you right right after and i was just like oh my god yeah um oh my god what is going to go on I'm really excited. But, you know, I feel like those were scenes showing kind of the rest of the season and not necessarily just the next episode is what I kind of felt like. Yeah, I agree. I don't don't think he would just come out and bam. You know what I mean? Well, I think it's going to take an episode or two to get to the degree of some of the things we saw in in that preview. Yeah, I agree 100%. But Flash is tearing it up. Arrow, like I said, I haven't watched this past episode some sometimes error hits the mark sometimes it's like a trick arrow again well like where he uses the boxing glove <laughs> well you know i i think you're going to be disappointed in it because you wanted a lot of slade wilson um yeah i'm not saying it was a bad episode i'm glad in as much as it was hard to get some of the stuff out in the open that had that was brought out I'm glad it's happened. I'm glad it's over. We can move on now. Um, have you seen the preview for next week? Mm, for no, Aaron? not that I know of. Well, next week mm-hmm. next week will be interesting. Uh, next week will definitely just be interesting to see what's about to happen. Because uh, Thea, Thea, to me, is not mature enough to make some decisions I think she's wanting to make. So, and, uh, Mm, okay. Yeah. I mean, that's all I'm going to say. Well, you know, one of my favorite clips of this season is Laurel getting the crap beat out of her. Yeah. I knew. I watched that. I watched that a few, a few times just to make myself feel better. Well, cause I don't like, well, I'm sorry. (laughs) But that episode did help me a little bit with that character. Well, I mean, 
it's like you said, and like I said, that was the way they had to go with her. And I think they meant to do all those things. And, you know, whether you, I, I, I still like her. I still think, uh, you know, there's some, oh, and now that I, we're talking about this, I'm remembering now there's another part to this week's episode that she deals heavily in. And, uh, they kind of do some, oh, it's, they do some flashbacks with her. And uh, it's not really with her. It's okay. actually it's actually Oliver Queen's flashback to when he was still away, and uh, he goes. Yeah, to, but he, when he was in that. Yeah, he came back. When he was to, in Central City. Yeah, he came back to Central City. Yeah. No, it's not Central City. Star Star. Starling. Star, Starling. Yeah. Starling, not Central. Ooh, I caught you on one. But uh, <laughs> yeah, you did. You did. But. Both of those shows are doing very well. I've got to finish catching up on Gotham. Definitely got to catch up on Agent Carter. Still highly suggesting that for you. But um, when The Flash comes back, another CW series premieres. I think it's either that night or the night Arrow does. And that's the iZombie one, which I watched a preview, a long preview that kind of explained everything. And it looks like actually going to be a pretty good show. So I'm definitely going to check it out. And it's March 17th when it comes out. You know me. I just can't handle zombies. <laughs> and I know it's going to be, it's going to basically kind of be yeah. a comedy, isn't it? Yeah. Comedy crime drama type deal thing. I don't know. Well, but, uh, anyway, what else we got on the table for this episode? Well, um, I watched a movie yesterday that I've been wanting to watch ever since I first saw previews of it, and it's I rented it on uh, Apple TV and watched it, and it's mm-hmm. uh, Lucy. Do you remember hearing okay. about this movie? Yeah, I remember you talked. Yeah, I remember you saying you wanted to watch it. It's the Scarlett Johansson movie where she gets total access of her brain and she can control a lot more stuff and all of this thing. Yeah, very sci-fi ish. Yeah, the movie wasn't what I expected. Um, you know how a lot of comedies, they ruin all the best jokes in the trailers? Uh, yeah, this, they put the big stuff in it. This one ruined all the action scenes in the trailers. Like, in the trailers mm-hmm. for it, you saw every action scene you were going to see. And the rest of the movie felt like it was almost low budget. Uh, because it was yep. nothing but a bunch of close-ups on her face the whole movie, <laughs> and uh, mm-hmm. but, but what a face! Yeah, <laughs> but one of the things to it though that didn't make or that that made me kind of go against that was the graphics and some of the things that they used to represent scientific scientific uh, phenomenon that we are just now trying to grasp or don't understand or have theories about and all this stuff. Some of the graphics that they used, I thought were out of this world. Fantastic. So I was kind of like, well, you know, take half, half, you know, cause I like the opening scene of the movie, she's talking to this dude and you never see a wider shot than her bust up. Like they're standing outside of, of a motel and it's like, why can't we see a little bit of the scenery just that they're standing in? You never saw it. And it just kind of, some of it felt low budget, hmm. and the, but then there's some of it that was like ridiculously outlandish, good CGI. Um, 
Yeah. They probably uh, shot like that so they could pay for the CGI. Yeah, and that's what I'm kind of getting. That was what I was getting at with that. But it uh, it was a good movie. It was rated a 66% on, on Rotten Tomatoes, and I would kind of agree with that. Uh, it wasn't as good as I was expecting. I was expecting more action. I was expecting her throwing people all over the room and doing crazy mind tricks and all this stuff. And that was a very, very, very small part of the movie. And uh, hmm. it felt rushed. Well, were you un- were you entertained? Yeah, and it's made me think a lot, too. Like, it, since I've watched it, I've really been introspective about some of the things it talked about. And basically, it got, she, and it, it made me think, it's like, God, who did they interview for this movie? Like, who... Who came up with the idea for I'm 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 guessing that Morgan Freeman had a lot to do with it because he hosts a show on the Science Channel called Through the Wormhole and he is very, very, mm-hmm. very interested in science. Um and I have a feeling that he probably personally paid for part of this movie and got together some of the talent wow. and people for it because it's right up his alley and he plays the lead scientist in it. Um yeah, and and it it just had some really neat ideas, and I, I don't I guess I don't want to say too too I don't want to like spoil anything. Spoil so. anything? Do you want me to? I mean, so would you suggest? <laughs> well, I'm well. I, would you suggest somebody watching it? Yeah, it was worth the five dollar rental. And if you went okay. to if you went so. to a Redbox and bought it for a dollar, that's fine. And when it comes out on Netflix, watch it. I mean. It make you think. If you like that kind of stuff, okay, if you, cool. If you like to think, <laughs> not a lot of people like to think. They like to be told what to do. So we're telling you. Okay. Give us a review. <laughs> yes, and watch. We're not at the end of the show. But give us a review, because I'll go ahead and plug it right now. If we get fifty reviews in total on all the podcasts, like we add them up and we have fifty reviews. We will be sending out one lucky person a prize package. So make sure you uh, review the show for that chance to win that. But uh, I also watched a movie that I wanted to watch for a while but never got to. And this movie is old, okay? It's like 2001. So we're talking about good, good bit of time. Uh-huh. And that is Kill Bill volume one. Oh, okay and the person that uh that wanted me to watch this can you guess who it is was it your girlfriend yes amy <laughs> loves kill bill That's and weird. i was like okay we'll watch it yeah it is but i, I like it i'm like all right i got a good girlfriend <laughs> but uh so we sat down it was friday night and we started watching it and this is a very very intense and gory movie so if you're not into that type deal don't watch it but i thought the story was well done the cinematography you know quentin tarantino is very good at shooting interesting shots it's not just you know a wide shot a close-up you know it's very artistic in the way he does it and the style choices that he makes in the fight scenes where it'll be there's one fight scene where it's in color for the majority of it and then it goes to black and white for another part Hmm. and you know 
arterial spray. Oh my god, it looks like these people are hooked up to like water hoses and just like <laughs> like spraying everywhere when they get cut up. But did you ever watch Samurai Jack? Oh yeah, huh? Yeah, that was very spray as well. It's, it's <laughs> yeah, it it's the same thing. Samurai Jack totally took from Kill Bill in that regard because it is all over the place. But very good movie. Uh, it, it leads into Volume Two very well. I I'm, I want to see Volume Two just so I can know what the, where the story goes. But you know, if you haven't watched this on Netflix, both both of them, so check that out. So I was very happy with that and. It brought up some questions about my girlfriend if she's going to try to kill me or not. Most definitely. Since she likes likes all of that. But, uh, yeah. There you go. There's my review of Kill Bill Volume 1. It's a little late. <laughs> well, I wanted um, to talk about Guild Wars 2 a little bit. They're, um, you know, they just announced their their expansion and they announced a new profession that they're going to have playable in it called The Revenant. And uh, this week, this past week, they um, really showed off a ton of uh, content with The Revenant and talked a lot about it. And I've not read their article that they released about it, but I did watch an hour-long podcast, video podcast that they did um, showing off The Revenant. And um, it had my favorite person from ArenaNet actually uh, running it. His name's John Peters. He's really awesome. I think of him like as a mini Steve Jobs. He totally acts like Steve Jobs. He's like, he's like, uh, he 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 just tell everybody GFY, you know, pretty much about everything. Yeah, and, and he he's one of those that he'll make a game, and uh, someone's having a hard time doing something. He'd be like, you just need to be a better player, <laughs> rather than <laughs> let me fix my game. You just need to be a better player. <laughs> uh, I think that reminds me of that. Of that guild war, no, that guild episode where they patch one of the games or whatever, and Felicia Day is at the con and she's just like, just bashing the game and the game creators, the one she's talking to. <laughs> oh yeah, I love the guild. That was so good. We need to. I need to rewatch that and let's talk about it because it's really, it's a really good show. Oh yeah. I'm watching through, I'm watching, oh, yeah. this is a side real quick, I'm watching through that 70s show for my second time in a row now. <laughs> I love that show so much. Lord. It's really funny. Um, anyway, um, so in, in Guild Wars 2, the new, the new Revenant, they uh, showed off uh, some of its characteristics. And the Revenant is a really weird class. It's basically a profession that channels... Uh, legends. It like channels the spirits of old dead legends from previous years. Mm-hmm. And the way that they're tying this into the story is Ritlock, Brimstone, the the char character in Destiny's Edge, that is the that is the hero group that has one of each of the main races. He um in their living world stories that they have going on in the game, he he wanders off and goes into the mist, which the mist is their version of like the afterlife, you know, and, but you can go into it even if you're not dead. Um, and so anyway, he wanders off into the mist by himself, kind of on some type of introspective journey. And anyway, he comes back out and he has now become a revenant. And basically the idea is he has met people in the mist that were powerful beings 
that are now dead and gone and he can channel their energies and now you can become this as well and they're pulling these characters from the first Guild Wars game so someone like me who played it a lot and knows the lore of it we're just all like beside ourselves um, excited about it and they only showed off two of the things you can channel and I don't know how many there's going to be but the ones they showed off were King Jalus Ironhammer who is the king of the dwarves and um, he uh, you got to play alongside him in the first Guild Wars and help uh, try and okay you got to help try and defend his kingdom as like a last ditch effort and basically ends up it ends up getting overthrown and everybody killed anyway. But, you know, I, I remember he was a big part of it. And I and I think he dies in the first game, too. I can't remember, but uh, go ahead. You know, dwarves always get the short end of the stick in any fantasy lore. Yeah, I, you're absolutely right. And I, because I was thinking about, you know, just the Hobbit movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I mean, like, I mean, as that is an example, what were you going to say? Well, I, I was going to say, you think about Hobbit or Aragon or even um, Dragon Age, the the dwarves are always the ones that have the most problems out of everything else. That doesn't make any sense to me. Now, I'm not deep into WoW, and I don't know the lore of WoW, but I know you can play as a dwarf. And they got a huge city in WoW, so I'm assuming in the WoW universe they're okay to some degree. So I don't know, but you're right. Yeah, yeah, they just they don't like the little people apparently. But anyway, talking about the Revenant again, this uh, I'm going to talk about King Jalus. I'm going to talk about the other one, but the Revenant as a whole is a heavy armor class, and now there's three of each. There's three heavy, three medium, and three light armor classes in Guild Wars. And, um, but playing as King Jalus, you kind of, you, you get these, um, like big mechanic, big, uh, up close type mechanics of like beating someone over the head with a hammer, you know, or something like that. And, um, Mm -hmm. and some really cool skills with that. The other one that they showed off was, uh, the demon Malix. Malix was a demon creature that you had to kill in Guild Wars um, 1 Nightfall. And he actually is kind of like a monkey in a way. But uh, he was a pretty rude dude. And uh, he his mechanic, when you swap to him, is his whole thing is putting negative effects on himself that make him stronger for having them. Such as putting a ton of conditions on himself, and then that makes all of his abilities stronger. And if you, but he has this other thing that goes along with that called a resistance that you can increase. You can increase your resistance and make it where for every uh, tick of resistance you have, it negates one condition. So you can have ten conditions on you, but if you have ten resistance on your character, then the then you have the conditions on you, but they don't actually affect you. And so it's like you yeah, get the bonus yeah. of having them without actually getting hurt by them. But the resistance wears off as well. Um, so that was kind of cool. The only other thing with the Revenant that was really different is it brings back an energy pool or like a mana bar. Like in the old Guild Wars and in, even in uh, SWOTOR and in just about every other MMO out there, there's a, some type of mana bar or some type of energy bar. 
um, that either runs out or you have to build it up to use big skills and whatnot. And in Guild Wars 2, they got yeah. rid of that. They're like, we don't, we want people to be looking at what's happening on the screen, not what's happening on bars down at the bottom of the screen. And they've done a great job of that. And in fact, those of us like me that still want to look at bars, uh, I've started getting into some higher level content on Guild Wars 2. I got a level 80 again now, and I've been doing some higher level content. And God, if I'm not watching what's happening in the middle of that screen right in front of me, you, you're dead in two seconds. I mean, it's it's ridiculous how hard the content gets. So uh, anyway, they've brought back an energy pool, though, with this character with energy regen and whatnot, and it works different ways depending on who you're, what legend you're channeling. Uh, but I thought that was an interesting choice of theirs. I don't know if it's something that's going to actually make it to the final product or not. And part of me kind of hopes it doesn't. I I just kind of I I know why don't they're to deal with that. Well, I know why they're doing it, but there's only like one or two skills in my my opinion that they have on the bar that make it uh, necessary to have that energy bar. And it's e each of the legends they showed off has one skill. That's a skill that can, can continuously be channeled. And when you're channeling it, it gives you energy degen. So it's uh, removing energy at like so many uh, points per second. And when you run out of energy, then the skill cuts off or you can cut it off early. And that's the only skill that I think really qualifies it. There is a, a profession in Guild Wars yeah. called the Thief that has an energy bar, uh, called it, and they call it Initiative on him. And the the trade off with him is since he has an energy bar, none of his skills have a cooldown. They just cost initiative. They don't have a cooldown though. So like you can you can spam them, but you'll run out of energy. And they were doing this the same way as well. Uh, but I just don't know. I, I'm not. I'm not sure how i feel about it i'd have to play it and you know i'm sure they know what they're doing they make more money than me and they got people to test it so whatever but uh i thought that was yeah i thought that was neat and i'm kind of excited about it i my big thing with guild wars 2 with this with the heart of the thorns expansion is i wish they would introduce a new race because to me in guild wars 2 the big thing is not what profession you play it's what race you play because the race you play Di dictates the story as well your initial story at least yeah it highly dictates yeah the I remember, experience you're gonna have i remember that playing the one or two times that i did well in guild wars one everybody was a human and what profession you chose dictated kind of some of the quests you did but everybody kind of did the general dungeons and whatnot but this uh this is different in the fact that you know you you pick a race and then you can pick several different options and that depicts what your story is going to be and i would love to see a new story i mean there's so many races that they already have in the game that i'd kill to play as like they got the hylic which are these frog people uh, they got these polar bear looking people that i would love to play as like they just look really badass <laughs> i would love them but um <laughs> they, they're so amazing i don't even know what they're called right now but um anyway uh, enough gooing over Guild Wars 2. Um, Zach sent me a Facebook message the other day with an article. And you want to tell him about it before I weigh in on it? <laughs> no, you go ahead. You go ahead. Uh, th this is you. Okay. This is all you, man. Okay, I'm, I'm... it's all me. 
This is PCMagazine.com, PCMag.com. Uh, the article, it was written the 17th of February. Apple will buy Tesla Motors because no one else can. <laughs> and I, I want to kind of disagree with that. I'm pretty sure that uh, Google could probably afford them if they wanted to. Uh, but I don't think Google needs to, honestly. Uh, yeah. You know what I think Apple's number one fallback right now is that... Being as as precise as they have been on a few things and making those few things great has limited their industrial talent as a as a company, and they're wanting to branch off into these other avenues, like a, wearing a watch. Mm-hmm. And to do that and do it well, they had to go out and find talent to tell them how to make a good watch. What is important? Yeah. What is important in a watch? What is important to the normal everyday person? What is what's going to connect with them? You know, they had to go out and find that. And if they're going to move into the car market, the same thing's going to happen. And I think I talked about this last week, but Elon Musk, uh, the CEO of Tesla, said. Um, Several months ago, he admitted that Apple was trying to poach uh, engineers from his company. And, um, you know, and they're going to have to do that. And I think, did I, didn't I talk about it last week that they have that thought they have an off-campus? Um, yeah, have an off-campus thing working on yeah. this full-time. <clears throat> now, I'm going to tell you, Zach, I've already heard these rumors before. That Apple will buy Tesla Motors. Um, I've been hearing them for about eighteen months now. I just never thought. To me, it just seemed like something they wouldn't do. And uh, yeah, either for out a of passing pr- fancy, either out of pride or out of we just don't see the financial benefit here. But then you look at buying Beats Music for four billion dollars, mm-hmm. and it's like, well. You know, they kind of just do things anyway. And uh, who knows when that's going to be profitable for them, you know? But I want to find it really quick. Yeah, here it is. On Friday, Jason uh, Calacanis declared in a blog post that Apple will buy Tesla Motors in approximately 18 months for the whopping sum of $75 billion. Wow. Wow. I I now I wish I just I just I wish I had a billion. <laughs> Apple has over two hundred billion now in cash. They could pay for this in cash, but I I want to think that Tesla is more expensive than 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 seventy five billion because I feel like I've heard that uh, Facebook is at like three hundred billion valuation. Mm-hmm. Is, is I, it, I would, it, I would think so. Tell me, Zach, is that just something wrong with our culture that a social networking site is worth four times as much as a car company that could change the future? I mean, oh yeah, definitely. Well, Facebook the, controls all. Apparently, in his That's original Skynet, I, I'm I'm predicting it right now. Skynet is hidden in Facebook and it's going to kill us all. Well, you know, Facebook. They, not they me, are, man. I'm I'm going off the grid. 
they are not shy about making it very obvious that they pay attention to every word you say on there, every word you say to other people on there, and every word you uh, or everything you look at and mouse over. Like, because mm-hmm. I can't tell you in the past three weeks how many ads I have clicked on in my Facebook app on my phone because it was that relevant to me that I was like, yes, this is something I really am interested in. And I have, I tell you what, I have, hold on, let me count them. There's a lot. One, two, three, four, five. I have five apps on my phone because Facebook suggested I install them. <laughs> and, wow. and I use them. And there's another one on there I'm getting pretty soon. I'm just researching it first because it has to do with debt management and whatnot. And uh, anyway, I'm just like Facebook, Facebook, Apple needs to buy Facebook, Google, and Tesla. If they did that, they would own the world. (laughs) I mean, they would. They would. They would. would, I mean, they would know everything and have everything that would ever need (laughs) for anything. But apparently, this Jason dude gives some reasons why. Uh, he thinks Apple will buy them. The first, uh, and it says 19 reasons, but they only listed three here or four on this article. I'll just go through these four <clears throat> that they cared to mention. Tim Cook is obsessed with renewable energy. Yes, he is. I don't think that's a good enough reason for them to spend $75 billion, though. <clears throat> yeah. The next one, I see this more as a viable reason. Self-driving cars will be in the market in 7 to 10 years in a major way. You'll test one in the next three years, of course. Which means that with Mm -hmm. Apple and Tesla's combined progress in this market, they could have the entire line refreshed and ready for a makeover for the coming driverless revolution. Yes. I see Apple doing this more and more now of teaming up with people that already know what they're doing. And just helping them and giving them the money to make it happen. Um, here's the next yeah. reason: Apple would, and this is this is the biggest to me. This is the this will be the desperation moment that Apple chooses to make. Apple would need at least seven years to get a car on the road, and three or four years to design, or three to four years to design it, and three to five years of building factories capable of any sort of modest capacity. That's absolutely true. If Apple is going to enter the car race, haha, okay, if Apple's going to <laughs> enter into that field, it's going to take them forever. They're going to have to do it soon. It's going to take them forever get, to get into it, which means they're going to have to make such an amazing product that everyone wants to stop driving what they're driving and pick up theirs. I, you know, one thing I've learned is that the car mar- the car market is a very, very costly market. I mean, if you look at the number, if you look every year, new models of cars come out, and you look at how much money it took to design those new models, and then you look at the numbers of those cars they actually sell, there is not mm-hmm. much wiggle room there between yeah. we didn't make any money on this car to we made money at all. I mean, it is. I mean, I'm not surprised we've had car manufacturers go out of business. I mean, I'm not surprised yeah. at all. Well, you also have to think of how many different models each company makes, and then all the companies that make cars. Yeah, it's saturated. And people, 
and people hold on to their cars for a very long time because they are expensive. Yeah. So it's very, you know, it's not like, oh, I think I'll go get a new car today. And you know, if, it's not that type of market. And if Apple made a car to get them to the point that they can make a car, that car is going to be $200,000. Oh, yeah. And, and I just don't think that's worth their time and energy. And it definitely probably won't be profitable for them. Um, here's the next thing. Elon Musk as the CEO of Apple. Wow, doubt he would want to do it, but I could see him being the chairman, and that would be kind of special. I think that, first off, when um, when uh, Steve Jobs stepped down and gave it to Tim Cook, there was a ton of talk about asking Elon Musk to come and be the CEO of Apple. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think that... Elon Musk is actually on Apple's board of directors, though. Huh. I think he is. Hold on, let me. Apple board of directors. Let's see if old Google can help us with it. <laughs> there was board of directors compensation. Probably this album. I have chairman. So that's clear. Well, let's see if uh, Wikipedia can help us. Board of directors. Okay, we're getting closer. Nope, not helping me. Okay, anyway, I was hoping I could just get a list. But, um, I, I think do he, they don't want you to know. I don't remember if it was he was on his board or Steve Jobs was on Tesla's board. I don't remember which way that went. And I know that Eric Schmidt was on Apple's board of directors at one time. I know he was. I don't know if he is anymore. Who was Eric Schmidt? He's the creator of Google. Or one of Google's oh, okay. first CEOs. Um, okay. But anyway. But a lot of things that could happen with all of this. It's a very interesting time. Yeah. And I, and I wish like Alabama would kind of try and be more progressive with stuff like this like i mean like what i was just laughing oh like with with getting renewable energy and and like i can't even buy a prius plug-in in the state of alabama i can't buy a tesla like let's take a take apart the fact that there isn't a tesla um you know company here charge station no, no, charge station, Nani. I don't mean there isn't a, a, a dealership, excuse me. Okay. If I wanted to buy a Tesla, I would have to go to the state they sell it in and buy it there and then have mm-hmm. it shipped. And there's something about, like, um, oh, I forgot to send you something, but I'll talk about it. In a um, what's his name? Bernie Burns from Rooster Teeth. He bought a Tesla. And, um, there was something about he had to drive it over the state line. Like it couldn't be carried over the state line into Texas where they live. So I don't know what the deal with that was. It didn't make sense to me. And, um, I forgot to tell you this. I meant to send you this earlier so you could watch it, but rooster teeth, you know, made their, did their crown, uh, 
crowdfunded uh, movie um, called mm-hmm. Laser Team, and they finished. They had finished um, shooting for it. They finished shooting for it back in November, and they're in post production right now. And they released a teaser trailer, and it actually looks pretty good. Um, I was, I was, my my hopes were not high at all, but it actually looks pretty good. And I meant to send it to you. Uh, I'm, I'll Facebook it to you, and you can watch it later. But it's. It's pretty. It, it looks like it's going to be funny. So, I think the costumes sounds could, pretty good. The costumes could have been better, but uh, well, you know that was their whole goal since they started was to do yeah to a get movie it. yeah so mm-hmm. so that's and, awesome that they finally you know got around to doing that after everything else exploded. Do you know? Um, do you know who uh, Gavin is? Yeah. Okay. When you're watching the trailer in the last scene where it's just the four dudes in their suits, look down at G- Gavin's crotch. <laughs> <laughs> okay. There's a reason why. <laughs> okay. It'd be pretty evident if you know what I mean. <laughs> uh, yeah, I got you. I got you. But uh, speaking of YouTube stardom. We, uh, I did my first Loot Crate unboxing last night and put it on uh, the YouTube. Oh. And at recording, we have over 102 views within 24 hours, under 24 hours. And if you want a chance at winning something from the Loot Crate, you need to watch the video for the instructions. So it's, uh, it's going, man. It's going good. Hey, Zach, am I eligible? <laughs> No, you're not. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Buy your own. <laughs> and don't create a fake YouTube account for it. <laughs> oh, I have I have three YouTube, you. I have three YouTube accounts. <laughs> but uh the YouTube is growing. <laughs> I'm so I won't be watching you. So I'll make sure make sure, you. sure the uh the uh the address is not your address, but uh, YouTube is going great. We've jumped up to 50, 51 subscribers, so we're uh, moving right along. That's good. Sorry, I was yawning. <laughs> no, it's okay. We, you know, uh, every week we have Nerd Cave Reacts, and we have For the Win Fridays. If you play Zero, we have that, and the it be to be eligible for the loot crate you have to submit what i'm asking in the video by the end of the first week of march so you need to get on that you can find that at youtube.com slash the nerd cave network yay but uh that does it for me this week I th- anything else from you josh no i'm good i'm all talked out Okay. I would like to welcome, we do have a new podcast, if you haven't heard, on our network, the Pop Culture Palette. They joined us last week after we recorded, so welcome, guys, to the network family. Yes, welcome. I need to I need to listen to an episode. I've not heard it yet. It's good. I actually enjoy Pop Culture Palette. But uh, you can see us at Pensacon this weekend, you know, find us. Be one of us, all of that good stuff. But uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm. 
All right. Well, this has been Zach. And this has been Josh. Keep fisting on. You have passed this obstacle. Thank you, Elder. Some people call me the space cowboy. Yeah. Some call me the gangster of love. Some people call me Maurice. Because I speak of the pompatists of love. People talk about me, baby. Say I'm doing you wrong, doing you wrong Well don't you worry baby, don't worry Cause I'm right here, right here, right here, right here at home Cause I'm a picker, I'm a grinner, I'm a lover and I'm a sinner I play my music in the sun I'm a joker I'm a smoker, I'm a midnight toker I get my lovin' on the run Listening to a Nerd Cave Network production.